is going on. It's JMW. It's Fresh X. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no, no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. Peace out, players. So, it is uh, 11.38 p.m. Uh, what's the date? January 8th. January 8th, 2020. 2020. And I'm going to need John Beeline, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, to be fired by midnight. You got to go. So, John Beeline apparently uh, told his players in film uh, film session that um, – they're no longer playing like thugs. And he, when he said uh, what he meant to say once he was made aware of what he said, because he didn't know that he said thugs, he meant to say slugs. <laughs> As in, they, they were playing slow. slow. Do you believe that? Do I believe he meant to play Do play, you believe like that he didn't hear, he didn't know that he said thugs? And he meant to say slugs. He didn't mean to say slugs. He said what he said. I get it. He, he, Cleveland Cavaliers, Go ahead. Their, their main players are, just like most of the NBA, are black. Their starting point guard is black. Their starting shooting guard is black. Tristan Thompson, most of the women know him as <laughs> Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy. He's black. They're, they're a pretty black team. They got some white people, too. They're yeah. a black team. That's true. Kobe Almond is a old white man. So John Beeline. Excuse me. Yeah, John Beeline is an old white man. Kobe Almond is the GM. And um I think he knew what he was saying. And I think he should be fired by midnight. It's eleven forty. Twenty minutes, Cleveland. And with that being said, I'm John W. Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. I can't believe it's it's funny. But how, I I don't understand how he says that he don't he didn't know that he said that he's like the, the quote I'm uh, reading from ESPN. He he said that because he didn't know he said it that he was made aware by his uh, staff. I'm still talking about John Beeline. He was uh, made aware by his staff because it got quiet after he left or whatever after the, the after the film yeah, session. Okay. He said. I didn't realize that I had said the word thugs, but my staff told me later I did, and so I must have said it. It's like he just went ahead and immediately cleaned it up because you got people like me that's going to say he's a racist. And yes, <laughs> I am calling him a racist. He is a racist until proven not to be a racist. And once you're a racist, how do you prove that you're not a racist? I think he should be fired. He should definitely be fired. You No, you can't say that. He should be fired. There's no... No, uh, 
Yeah, he's fired. No, nope. now he ain't gonna stick on the Cavaliers, Kobe all Yeah, we're moving off them. So and apparently, hold on, wait one moment, one moment. It's hard to do this, but Dan Gilbert has shown to be a racist also. <sighs> you remember his his real slave ownerish type statements when LeBron left. Which, so you know what? He's not gonna get fired. Damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next, next, next the history um, was apparently made tonight. You know, you got it's this new kind of history. Everything history nowadays. Hold on, no, but no, let's not no, do that. No, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah, okay. Hit a game winning shot the he other did, night. He did the same game. shot he's been hitting for the last fifteen years of his career. He actually hit a game winning shot with the Nuggets in two thousand ten from yes. the same spot. Yeah, uh, I think it was who 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 posted on Instagram? Was it old school basketball? I believe it was them old school b ball on Instagram. Uh, shout out to them. But, they post all the dope videos. And I want to say this about the situation as well. I see a lot of people on Twitter, on Instagram, and now like, oh, why was Carmelo Anthony out of the league for a year? Why was he out of the league? Y'all yeah, sure he was supposed said, to be out? They said he was bad. So. He, and everybody said he was bad. Not everybody, but everybody. So can y'all please stop with now that he's balling this year and we all know hindsight is twenty twenty. Melo is balling. Y'all didn't think he – I'm talking about the fans, the media – I think Melo was out, though, with a mix of the media, the people, and because of Melo's self also. Oh, of course. He was putting himself in bad situations because he could have been went to Portland where they was playing his style, but he didn't want to make that move. He didn't want to be uncomfortable. So I put that on Melo also because he should have chose fit towards the end of his career. But, I mean, maybe he also thought it could work with Russ. And on another uh, note with that game winner, he has the most game winners since entering the league. Really? Yeah. Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo Anthony. Since, that's since 2003? Yeah. He, wow. has t- he has 24. Kobe has 22. And LeBron has 20. Kobe Bryant. Can't count Kobe no more. Though, he's, on, he's, he's on the list. All right. Well. He's on the list. So well, yeah, because even before, that, did, it even say, before it did, that, he still would have more than yeah. It didn't say active players. It just said players since. So, with that being said, I think, who do you think is by, after that? I think it's Dane. Well, who would you think is after that? Probably. Wait, you say it's Kobe, then it's, I mean, it's Mello, Kobe, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, 24, 22, 20. Who, th- who do you think will be next? Because I know Dame Ricky, he had like five or six. It was between like either right. five or seven. Either five, six, or seven. I would guess the next player after that is probably, yeah, I would say Dame also. I'm not sure. But I'm I know probably, like, probably Dame. But I'm a Back to the history for the night. Trey Young and James Harden, they both apparently had triple doubles. James Harden played pretty terribly, though. Uh, yeah, he played terrible with his triple double. He had 41 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Shot 26% from the field, uh, 9 for 34. They did get the win. They got the win, 122-115. But um, they was out. Westbrook didn't play. But it just seemed like he was just putting up shots. I'm going uh, to... I'm going to dive into the game a little deeper because I didn't really get to check that one out. I'm just going through the stats. and uh, But he was just had a completely off game overall because 4 for 20 from the field. From the 3. From the 3. From the 3. 23s. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Like you said, we were cool with 4 for 20. 4 for 20 from 3. 9 for 34 from the field. He even missed four, uh, 4 free throws, which is a lot for him. But he shot 23 free throws. But he was in the 2020 club, 20% from the field, 20% from three, <laughs> 23 point attempts, 23 free throw attempts. Sheesh, James. And, and he was uh, for you plus minus nerds. 
and I'm, I'm becoming one of them. He's, uh, <laughs> he was minus three, which is uh, telling kind of since they won. It's like, damn, they was worse with him on the court. They were losing with him on the court. Thanks, but just speaking right, because I know we were talking about it earlier, and we yeah. were saying we were talking about including free throw attempts and the field goal attempts. Yeah, and we were saying because they count in like true shooting and all that. Right. Yeah. Why not count the free? Th- why not add the free throws up with the twos and the threes? Right. Because they are shots. They are shots up. So. And then I know you were also saying because you don't always want to do the math, which nobody always wants to do the math, they should separate the twos as well. So we'll just show the twos at least. So it's twos, threes, field goals. I mean, twos, threes, free throws, then field goals made, which is all the number, which is all right. the shots. But if you add them all up, he took 57 shots tonight, and he made 28. So he would have been 28 for 57. With so, free guess, throws, and, but then twos, you would say threes. That's a that's look. That is above 50%. That's like, do you? That's do, terrible. Fifty-seven shots for forty-one no, points. No, that's my. See, that's my next that's horrible. point. Horrible. No, that was my next point. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. I don't care about the percentage. No, yeah, but see, that was my next point. Like, <laughs> did he really need to put up fifty-seven shots for forty-one points? Like, and then that changed the efficiency game because where you say, well, he did shoot fifty-seven percent. If you count, yeah, Darren Moore would be trying to trade him after ten games if he looked at the numbers like that. Because like, we gotta get him out of here. He just puts that shot. Because like I say, if you're doing it like that, does true does his true field goal go down as well? Because it's all just kind of put together now. No, I think uh, no, because that already added in his true field goal. So mm-hmm. you just true, added it to his field yeah, goal percentage. Yeah, his true field goal percentage. It it'd be. It'd still be like 63, 64. Nah, it's going to be like in the forties. Great. It'd be in like the forty, but that's low because. I'm going to look up Kate, his uh, true uh, field goal per- uh, percentage now because all of those shots, it does matter in the end because it's not producing to the points. But Houston is a team that just want to get those shots up, so they really don't care. So it just really comes into the defense, but that's when it matters in the playoffs because in the playoffs you got to take more calculated shots, but he's just taking shots overall. Right. And, um, but – they were war- they were without Westbrook. I'll say that tonight. I'll give him that because Westbrook also gets his shots up too. But I don't think I, I liked Houston coming into the year because yeah, I was like, said, yeah, we both said they were gonna be great. You gotta do it at some thing. point. Yeah. Like you gotta do it at some point. And um, but I don't like Houston no more. I don't, <laughs> I don't like him. I I never liked D'Antoni. I thought James Harden was gonna take like kind of another step this year. I mean, he's having thirty eight points. Yeah, thirty seven last year. So he averaged more one more point. So okay, yeah. one more point. Um, but like you said, with your all-decade team, I like them better at twenty-nine and eleven than thirty-eight and seven because he really just getting up uh, shots. But speaking of the all-decade team, shout out to Steve Lingo Steve. He said that we should have had Dallas on there because Dirk was unstoppable. I thought in about 2011. that. I thought he said, about he said that they team. was unstoppable. So but I thought I thought and I thought about that team. Right, but if. And that was a good team. They swept the Lakers in the first round. They put yeah. out a Young Thunder team. They put out San Antonio that year as well, I think. Probably, yeah, yeah. And that was a good team. But are you taking them the next year against that Miami Heat team? Are you I, take, went, I, I didn't take them that year against Miami. <laughs> you taking them? Well, we had the 2012-2013 Heat team. You taking right. them against that team? Nah, nah. You taking nah, them against I wouldn't the, took them against OKC. You taking them against the 15-16 team? Nah. You taking them against the uh Wait, Miami 15, 16, 16, nah, Warriors. 15, 16 Warriors. Oh, hell no. You taking them not. against the uh 16, 17 Warriors? Nah. You taking not. them against the 13, 14 Spurs? 
Nah, not you that one. You taking them over the um? Nope. Last year's Milwaukee. I'll take them over there. Um, I'll take Dirk over Giannis. You take who else? Who so, else was on that, there? That one, I can see that one. So okay. Did, they, did Milwaukee? They didn't make the list. Milwaukee wasn't on there. No, they weren't on there. One six. Yeah, I had Milwaukee. We put. They we might Milwaukee. have been on there. Um, but they 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 argue. It's a good argument for them. So, yeah, shout it, out to it definitely is. But uh, we were talking about Trey Young earlier. Also, forty two points for him Cam tonight. Ray he was eleven. Disappointing. He's 11, 30, 11 for thirty from the field. Cam ready to already. Yeah, and you know, like they say, you got to give players a chance to grow. Nah, but uh, Cam ready. He, I think he's just fooling us all. He he uh, he was disappointing in college. He's been disappointing in the NBA. He's he he's up to thirty percent shooting. Like I guess I'll give him that because he was shooting twenty percent. He is shooting twenty eight. I mean, my excuse me, seventy eight point five percent from the free throw line. So that that's nice that he's shooting free throws, but, but um, he doesn't even get to the free throw line though. There you What's go. the point? So I think Cam. Um, I, I, I yeah, I ain't worried about. But Cam. back to Trey. Trey Trey. You said earlier, we were wondering, does Trey really make the players around him better? Now, we acknowledge that because it's always a comparison with him and Luca. It's always going to be because they was traded for each other. They was in the same draft, and you know they they're neck and neck and uh, well not neck and neck, but they're kind of close in in statistics. Luca yeah. averages thirty, Trey averages twenty eight. I think Trey is about what eight assists a game. Luca's ten, yeah. and of course the rebounds not close because Trey is a little nigga. So right. we respect we don't respect him the rebound. Even though he had thirteen rebounds tonight. That's how he got the triple double. Thirteen rebounds, ten assists. But we was talking about Luca and how they came into the year in Dallas. They have a team, but they really just kinda got the names because Przingis obviously has all sort of potential, but in a year where he's rehabbing, he's really hasn't been any better than Jabari Parker or what we expected from John Collins. He had 17-7 tonight. John Collins did. That's Przingis' numbers. And John Collins, like we said, he hurt the Hawks while he gets suspended. That's why I said that I would trade him because the Hawks not messing with him no more. So Dez, uh, Dez told me he wouldn't do it. Steve also said that too, that uh, that they wouldn't trade John. But early in the John year for Dallas, Luka, like he – he gave the other players confidence because he drove them to wins when and they like, dang, he's carrying us to win. So everybody was able to get into their confidence and get into the game and find their mode. Because Dallas has switched start lineups a few times early in the year until right, they really committed. We did say that Dallas is the deeper team. They can go a little deeper. Into right, they can go they deeper. More, they have but, a more productive bench. But, and, and, but it's, it's what, how they use the players. How, and they all believed in Luca wills them to wins earlier in the year until players was able to develop and they felt more confident and comfortable. And I think that's kind of what Trey doesn't necessarily does. He gets a lot of stats earlier in the game. But, and he, you know, he's made some late shots here or there. It's happened. I'm not going to say he doesn't make late shots or he can't or that I don't believe he will. But Luca has just like late runs, not just shots. Right. He got runs. Like we saw that with him as a rookie. When I first got into Luca last year, it was the Houston game where they were down like seven with three minutes left, and he just took over the game. He didn't just hit a game winning shot because the team was surging. He led them to the wins. Like he got rebounds when they needed him. He got stops. He got some steals, and of course he made he the shots. Him? 
he outscored him in that at the end of the fourth, right? Yeah, I I've never watched a game like I said. Trey has made late shots, but I've never watched a game and Trey just kind of like took over the game like that. Not at the end of the game. It hasn't I've happened I've, yet. I've, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't. He's made some shots. He's had big games. He hasn't taken over a game where the Hawks are down, and it's the fourth quarter, and he wills them back to a win. It hasn't happened yet. And realistically, if that's your best player, you you get a different type of confidence playing with that player. And I think that's the difference with Trey and Luka. I think that's the main difference. And then, I mean, Luka's bigger, obviously. So that also makes a difference because he can take the beating more and his game is more old school because Trey is shooting. He he kind of he goes to the paint a lot more. I'm giving that because Trey started off last year as a rookie. He just was taking threes. He thought that was gonna be his thing. But he's more balanced. He still take his threes, but like tonight he took well, thirty shots. Get them sh- well, I'm right, getting them shots up all the time. Exactly. He took thirty <laughs> shots, but he took eleven threes. Shooting shots from exactly. So he knows to get in the paint. But Luka wills his team to win, and he gave his players confidence because Porzingis hasn't been playing that great yet. I mean, he had a little. He's had games, but he's been playing that amazing. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's what Trey got it. That's what he got to get to. And Trey is going to be more successful based upon about the people around him opposed right. to Luka. I think Luka make a team. I think Trey can lead a team. Right. Luka make and the team. I can say with this Hawkstar lineup, this is the lineup I thought they would initially run with, honestly, with John Collins at the center. Like I said, John Hunter. Collins hurt that too, though. He, he hurt did. that. Right. He then hurt you got that. Hunter at the four because that's what he's going to be in the NBA. Yeah, he's four. He's, he's trashed at the three, and he was trashed at like five a, points. But he's a good, he's been sh- trashed he's, this he's year good, also. He's a good shooter out of the four spot. Yeah, he's been, he's been trashed this year also. Where you at? 36%. 40, 34 from the three, 40 from the field goal. Like I said, he's got to he's he's better. better. He's he has gotten better. He's doing better. He has been playing better. He's better than Cam Reddish. Cam, Cam has been complete. And shout out to uh, Lloyd Pierce for sticking with Cam because I probably would have pulled him months ago. But shout out to him for right. sticking with him. But, yeah, then like said, Kevin Horder at the two. Kevin Horder is a flamethrower. Yeah, he can shoot, especially when he gets hot. So, like I said, they got some players. Obviously, they're not deep. But they have some players. A lot of this was affected by John Collins. I'm going to say that again. That's why I would trade him and just run with Jabari Parker because he was there. But Trey got a good future, but Atlanta's going to have to really build around him. And he needs a backup point guard. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely needs a backup point guard. That's definitely the key. Yeah, shout out to uh, Brandon Goodwin. Uh, he's, from, he's from Atlanta. He uh he's playing a couple of leagues here. He got the call up while Trey was hurt, and he's uh competing for that that backup point guard spot right now. He went to uh, Florida Gulf Coast, so shout out to him. And he's from here? Yeah, he's from Atlanta. Oh yeah, shout out to him. You know I'm always with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to him. He played in he played in a couple of local leagues. He played in the B three program. Shout out to He B3. played in the ABL. Shout out to ABL. So yeah, he uh shout out to Brandon. Brandon can hoop too. I I think he he actually could. Could get that spot. They, I think they need another guard. I like him more as a third guard uh, for the Hawks, just because they need another. Big, they need a big guard. I was gonna say another big guard. They don't have a big guard. They need a big Cam, guard. Kevin Horton is a big guard. Well, I mean a big, a big point guard. No, you're gonna yeah. say Kevin Horton is a big and guard. They wanted to be Cam, but Cam is just. He's been trashing everything. Like Cam, come on, man. Right. Remember it was Cam. I was a point guard in high school. That's what they said. I had the ball in my hands. He put the ball in his hands and nothing happened. Like come on. Like, even if he was – that's when I wouldn't even be mad when he getting up shots because then you getting up shots, you getting your confidence, you probably get to the free throw line. It's like, all right, I was seven for – that's when it's okay as a rookie to be eight for 20, but I got 18 points. Right. That's okay as a rookie. It's not okay as James Harden to shoot 34 shots and have 41 points. But as a rookie, it's okay to take 
23 shots and have 25 points, 28 points. Like, obviously, you want the efficiency to be better, but you build on the confidence. I mean, even KD said that's what he did. I mean, that's why a lot of people gave Donovan Mitchell passes for all his 20-point shot games with five, five or 20 games because you're getting them up, but you you confidently getting them up. How many shots can I take tonight? I seen he took seven threes. I know that. I know that. He, he took seven threes. He probably took seven shots then. Took 11 shots. He took 11 shots. And, like, no free throws. 15 shot minimum. That's the rule. 15 shot minimum. 15 shot minimum. He's out there to, to, to score or to shoot. 15 shot minimum. Him and I would say Kevin. And, and that's where Trey should be better. Trey took 30. Give five of them to Kevin. Give, give, three, give three to Kevin. Give two to Cam. That'll put Kevin at 13. Cam at. They put them both at 13. Right. I'm okay with that. 25 for Trey. 13 for Cam. 13 for, for Kevin. And maybe the Hawks win. And that's the difference between Trey and Luca. John Collins also has to. I know he's probably never going to be the 12, 13 rebound person that Andre Drummond is. He averaged 10 last yeah. year, though. I think it was 18 and 8. It was 18 and 10. 18 and 8? I thought it was uh, 18 and 10. Maybe it was 18 and 9. He's 17 and 9.7 now. So. Certain nights nice you have to get more than seven rebounds. Certain nights nice you got to get more than 17 points. That as well. Sometimes you got to just. Look, man, as a, as a hooper, and everybody, you know. If you played at any level, high school, uh, high level high school, obviously, uh, high level AU, college, professional, semi-professional, sometimes you just gotta have those. Which I will give to Westbrook. You know, I will give people their credit because sometimes you just gotta have those nights where you gotta score forty, you gotta get twenty-five, like you gotta get thirty tonight. Like there's no question about it. I'm not gonna have seventeen points. Uh, and that's what people have gotten on LeBron about at certain right. times, which is why when he, his best game ever to me is when they played, uh, you know, game six against the Celtics. 3-2, right. and that was a night where he just, like, bro, you got to score 40 points tonight. Go ahead. Don't look it. at Dwayne Wade. Don't look at Chris Bosh. Like, go get 40, it. And he had 45. And it ain't that he couldn't get it. But it's it like, ain't that he go, couldn't go get, get it, but it's it. like, just do it. Just do, do it. it. I, I want to switch the topic up because this yeah. is – First and foremost is not only an NBA podcast, but a basketball podcast. Yeah, basketball overall. We just speak a lot of NBA, man. Yeah, but you just brought something up. And I know you who've played in the ABA and you play in um, leagues over the summer as a hooper. You want to – because I know some people probably like, well, you know, what's the difference between semi-pro and professional outside of the pay? Because that's clearly the only difference. Honestly, outside of the pay, they call it semi-professional – Honestly, because of the pay, because uh, honestly, it's, it's semi it's semi professional dudes. What is the difference between a semi professional team and an overseas team? Because semi professional teams in the ABA, they they live stream their games on YouTube and other shows. When I say semi pro, I mean like uh, ABA, uh, yeah, the NABL. Shout out to NABL Georgia Kings. They won. They went sixteen and zero. They got uh, Paul on their team. I played with Paul. We, we won the team. Uh, Paul Parks. Uh, Paul Parks. Uh, he actually won the MVP of the ABL this summer in the league with Lou Williams and all them. Only player, only team that didn't have an NBA player, and he won it. Paul is nice. Like, Paul is super nice. But the only difference, like the NABL, though, they, they have players like Paul who has played, and they – I don't know their exact structure because I didn't play in the NABL. I played in the ABA, the UNBL. But – they have structures where they do can pay their players because they market their team. So they get money through advertisement. They get, you know, 
I mean, even with the team that I played on, we live streamed our games on YouTube. Our owner of the team uh, was selling ads and things like that. So it was it's official. You sell tickets, concession, and all that. You run in a business. The only difference is the NBA have the marketability and what's known as the best players in the world because obviously they do have the best players in the world. But all the best players don't make it to the NBA. But if you can make it to the NBA, typically they do make it. It's, it's, it's complex. But anybody that can make it to the NBA makes it to the NBA. But the best players don't all make it to the NBA. That's what I always tell people because there's a lot of circumstances that go into it. But honestly, other than the pay, it's really no different. You are, like when I played um, and when I played in the ABA, played for the Southwest Warriors first and the Georgia Thunder, when we signed, they give us contracts to sign because we did, We my team, we got paid. I didn't sign a million-dollar contract. I signed a contract. But they tell you when you sign a contract, you lose your college eligibility. That's the key. That means you're a professional. There's no such thing as a semi-professional. That's why uh, nowadays the real owners or the, the popping leagues, the leagues where players are going overseas because overseas is where the money is and teams are trying to generate more money here to keep people here because there are teams nowadays that will pay you, you know, a $20,000 contract, $10,000 contract for two or three months, which is, you know, 20000 two or three months to play basketball is solid. Some people make that a year. So, but when you sign that contract, you use the eligibility, so a lot of the better leagues now, they're not calling them semi-pro, they're calling them minor leagues. So it's like the G League or things like that. Or they right. just, you know, just marking their league overall because you don't think about the Euro League and say that they're semi-professional because they get paid also. Right. But the players are leaving from here to going over there. You're not in college. Um, it's not just like your typical adult league because you're not just paying to play. People pay an ownership fee to own the team. You got to have business acumen or you're going to lose your money because it costs to get in those leagues. Those teams cost about $30,000, dollars 30000 So you, you're not just paying, you know, in an adult right. league, you get your team at $600. Y'all pay in the league. Everybody pays $40 you on the team. Right. Now, them owners are paying $25,000. That's why they did when they, you know, do their tryouts. They make, you know, pay, pay to go to tryouts and they sell ads. Uh, the last team that I had any affiliation with was the uh, the Charlotte Rams, ABA team. I was offered a contract there and ended up not playing. That was my last stint playing professionally. But when people ask me when I played, I don't tell people I was a semi-professional player. I tell them I was a professional player. Ain't made no money, <laughs> for real. What, you <laughs> I, signed, was, you signed I signed a contract. I, signed a contract. I, I did make some money. I signed a contract. I played on the team. I could... We sold advertisement. We sold tickets. And y'all sell advertisements just the NBA selling commercials. Yeah, yes, that's all the look. All the NBA is is a big men's league. It's a big. <laughs> uh, no disrespect. I love basketball. I've been playing since I was. I've been just a gang since I was three. It's a it's a giant adults league. You but it, it's the entertainment because think about it. Some of these minor league teams, like uh, shout out to my uh, homie uh, Carlos, Carlos Smith. We played, uh, we played at Longburg together. He plays Longburg for Baltimore, Prep. yeah, Longburg Prep in North Carolina. He plays for the Baltimore Hawks. 
uh, in, ba- in Baltimore, Maryland, <laughs> obviously. But they're in the ABA, and their team plays in like a college arena because they sell tickets and stuff like that. And it's a team that's in D.C. I can't think of their name, but they was monsters years ago. But they played in a decent-sized college arena. It's uh, the ta- the – I hate I don't remember people the exact names, but like the Jacksonville Giants, they play, they 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 won a championship a couple of years in a row, and they play in a, uh, you know, the arena there because there's no professional basketball team in Jacksonville. They are the professional team in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, so people buy they buy their uh their their apparel, they buy their shirts, they got hats, they pay to go to the games five to ten dollars, and that's their team for real. They on they on local TV there. And they pay the players because they're generating money. Right. They're a professional team. My team played the Jacksonville Jacksonville. So how we sit by professional <laughs> they're professional. It's like realistically, like how the – it would never happen. I'll never say never. It won't happen. But just like how the teams in China play like Houston in preseason, realistically, the Miami Heat could play the Jacksonville Giants in preseason. They should. If the owner had the – Persuaded to do it, right. and they thought it was beneficial. If, yeah, Miami it, thought it, it, it could happen, or the Orlando Magic because they're right. closer, closer or whatever. So I think they should do it. And but the main thing would the Mike, I think would, yeah. not to interrupt you real quick, but I think in some of those, since you know they're not trying to take preseason as serious anymore, right? Like the Lakers played the Golden State Warriors like thirty times during preseason, right? <laughs> exactly. But I think some they should delegate some of those games. You keep a four, you keep what you keep, you know, the Houston versus China, right? But why not throw the Orlando Magic versus the Jacksonville Giants? Right. Why not do the Atlanta Hawks versus the College Park right. team? Like, yeah, I would at like, least why say not even do that. I would, at, I would at least say, you know, start brokering, di- you know, games with the G League at, at least because that would be a good start. Yeah, that would be a start because I remember, you know, the main thing with minor league is teams are – they used – the what it used to be when I played, teams were just trying to get players to overseas because that's where players going to get money or maybe uh, to to the G League or whatever because dudes like Jamario Moon played in, like, the ABA and that's how they got back in the NBA. But nowadays, people not trying to even really get rid of their players. They trying to keep the players and generate the money here. And just instead of you going, why well, I'm gonna send you over there when we could build our league? So and leagues yeah, have gotten stricter on the that players. Want to go there? Like, right. Some players are like, well, I can play here, and I right. can figure out a way to have it. Especially, I mean, if you gonna if you gonna go overseas and you gonna get. You know, four month, fifty thousand dollar contract, ten thousand a month. Try to do why, that if you could do it here, why not? You know, you you could do it, especially with certain teams. That's why certain leagues have gotten, you know, they they put more on their marketing. They put more on the people that they run the league, and more people that's connected with basketball is getting into like the league say, though. So that's what draws the, the interest. Um, the last team you said you affiliated with the Charlotte Rams. I remember right. being out there, which they were gonna play. They did. They, they did play. They, they played games at the Charlotte Hornets not only before the Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets yeah, they right would be the opening the game. Right. And one of the sales, the marketing for the tickets would be: you buy one of our tickets, you also got a ticket to see the Hornets that night. So that's a good marketing plan, and that worked out um, because the that, the coach, uh, Coach Wilkes, uh, he played. I'm a, he played. I can't remember exactly where, but he played uh, in college and overseas and things like that. And then uh, we had Coach Stanley. His son actually plays at Georgia Tech right now. Um, they they were respected, respectable players. Right? The way I found out about them was uh, this guy I know that played overseas. They he actually hit me up and they were looking for players and he told me to, you know, he he gave my name and they wanted me to try out for the team. 
because that's when I had got back into playing. After I stopped playing, I was like, I was going to play one more time. And went out there and played with them, and they offered me a contract out there. But their team was ran pretty well overall. They had, you know, they got local coverage from the news. They were on TV with the news and stuff like that. We practiced, worked out at the uh, local college that was there. So, and that's where the home games were going to be at the local college. But overall, with them leagues, you travel. It's like a show, for real, though. And so it's about a show. It's just about getting the money. And the main thing with the NBA is they got the best players, but they also got the most money. It's billionaires that that own the league, so it's reason to invest in it because you want to be next to them. So with more people getting into minor league basketball because it's such a market for basketball, even more owners that got money, they're getting better advertising. And in a couple of years, you ain't going to have to go overseas. It's already getting to that now. Like you can go to, to the G League. But in a couple of years, you might be able to go to the league like the NABL as you're getting ready to go to the NBA because nobody ever reads the NBA. The race is too far. So it's always just like a stepping song or it's going to get to a point where you can just sustain if you just want to hoop and make money. Because some of the players, like a dude like Paul, I don't know Paul's exact story, so I, I can't speak to his story. Paul can play in the NBA. Paul got game. Like, Paul, Paul, they, they named the MVP after him, but he still play. <laughs> like, he, he, he scored 40 like it is nothing. He really good play. So I don't know his whole story. Maybe uh, we can get in touch with him one day. Shout out to Paul Parks. Um, he's a solid player. Right. So yeah, like I, said, I just wanted, to, like I said, this is not only just an NBA podcast. This is a basketball podcast. That's why we're the Hoopers and not the NBA or the whatever the fuck stupid name somebody would think of. Right. But I just want to throw that out there because you, like I said, you have played and you've had those experiences. So I just wanted you to speak on that real quick. Hell yeah, man! I'm for all basketball though because hey, you can make you can. I say this: the main message I give to people. It's so much money in the game nowadays that if you really like love to play, or even if you just want to make money and set yourself up for the next thing, it's money. It's outlets everywhere, from the NBA on. The NBA is it the uh, end all be all? It's just the best of the best of the best. We're honest. <laughs> but anyway, back to the NBA real quick. I seen some Zion. I didn't see the whole story, but I seen he was. Um, because everybody know he didn't want to come out of college. Yeah, said, yeah he said that before, and I guess yeah, he just said it again that I, Coach K guess, had to convince him. Yeah, he said Coach K wasn't going to let him come back because, you know, he wanted him to Honestly, do all for his family. You know what? He's What's probably that? not lying, but I don't really believe that. If Zion wanted to go back to school, who going to really make him not go back to school? Like, I don't, I don't ever believe those stories. I'm going to just say that because – Maybe he do feel like he need more development, or maybe he just know like the money ain't like I don't care about the money. Especially, right. I mean, if he wanted to go back to school, that means clearly he, clearly the money helps his family. Right. But if he's saying man, I was gonna go back to school, I don't think that means I don't know his personal business. But uh, maybe that means his family's not hurting for the money. Like, if you need the money, like, if we all, it's a lot of players even still to this day they enter the league because they are ready. Also, but because they need the money. Because some players be like, I would go back to college, but I need the money. Right. Like, my mom, we need it. Like, was it so crazy for Blake Griffin to go back as a sophomore? No. He was going to be a top 10 pick. He, he, right, he was. He was going to be a top 10 pick, but he wanted to develop more. He, like, James Harden came out as a sophomore. Actually, James, Blake Griffin would have been the top five pick. He would have been the top five pick. Really? But he, he decided to go back. And once you get into workouts, he could have worked his way. Because who went number one? Blake Griffin went number one. What, 2010? 
2009. 2009. So Derrick Rose. He Derrick Rose. He wasn't going to one over Derrick Rose. If Chicago, if Chicago still has that pick, he going that, to I mean, one. that's obviously the difference with if that's Chicago what, get it because he's a hometown kid. But I mean, if if some changes and somebody else gets the number one pick, he goes number two. You, you got it. You if you keep easily, same, you keep the same. Yeah, he going number two over Beasley easily, and Beasley was a beast. But he at worst, so at worst, he goes three over OJ. OJ was three, right? OJ Mayo, yeah. OJ. Yeah, because OJ Kevin Love would have been the next two picks. Yeah. He Blake is in the top three. Yeah. So I I don't think it's far fetched that he could have he could have went back if he wanted to go back. I think it's just easy to it's just, I don't even why did he even where does this story even come from, you know? Um I saw Cause I did like see I saw, that that's, also. that's why I did I say did see I, it. that's why I did say I don't I just seen the quote, I don't know the whole story. I saw yeah. it on Instagram, I think. So, uh, who knows what the whole, what the question was or the interview? I think Zion. Uh, well, is he a healthy player? He shouldn't even be talking um, to. He said. Media. He said if it was up to him, he would have came back two weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. So Zion that? playing, I don't want to hit him. You see Joel and B dislocate his finger? I didn't see it, but I heard about it and just yeah, thought of it. It was disgusting. Eddie said he kept playing. He came yeah, back yeah. after like three minutes. Excuse me. He came back yeah, after like three minutes. But he was out. He was out tonight. He definitely wasn't playing tonight. So he he uh not tonight. But he's out the next game. I think I believe they got Boston. Yeah, they got Boston tomorrow night. He's not playing against Boston. They yeah. got on TNT. So we haven't done this in a while, but I want to give um Jokic Hooper of the night. I want to give Jokic Hooper of the night back to back nights. Back-to-back. I went to the um. Game because they beat Dallas tonight. He had the game winner. He had twenty six points in the second oh, half. He beat Dallas. He had thirty. He had thirty three overall. Twenty six in the second half. He had the mm-hmm. game winning shot. And against the Atlanta Hawks, he had forty seven. Mm-hmm. And I was at the Hawks game. That gets him like what four hoopers of the night already. I think so. Yeah. And I was at the Hawks game. I didn't even know he had forty seven until <laughs> I looked up and he had thirty nine. Like oh damn, <laughs> he got forty. Because he Jokic is just. Jokic is a big dude, and with his size and with him understanding how he's used his size, he either shoots over players or he just completely backs them down from the wing. Right. And the Atlanta Hawks don't have anybody with the size, height, or weight to stop Jokic, so maybe that's why I didn't notice the 47 because it was so easy for him. Right. He's been clearly catching his stride, though, because I uh, remember earlier the year when he was at, like, 14 and – Eight, he's nineteen and nine now, basically nineteen and ten. So I mean, it's a time when, like I say, it's players. He was like, out of shape at the beginning of the year. Phoenix Suns are also in like eleventh place now, twelfth yeah. and diving. So he, he was out of shape. Everybody's getting into they, you know, everybody's catching their midseason stride. You had to think about him. You know, they play in the playoffs. Then he wouldn't play in the Olympics, and then you know the season start back so quick. Like that's probably them couple of weeks is the only time he really got to chill. He probably called him and was like, yo. I'm taking these weeks off. I'm sorry. I ain't doing nothing. I'll let y'all doing preseason. Right. I'll let y'all in December. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he's been playing. Like, I'll holler in December. The Miami Heat, I think they beat they beat the Indiana Pacers tonight. Jimmy Butler blew up T.J. Warren a kiss after T.J. Warren got thrown out the game. Pause. But uh, <laughs> uh, Depot, he'll be back January 29th. That's the yes, report. Yes, sir. So, I wonder why they saying the day that he'll be back on the 29th. They just announced it on, like, the 20th. Depot's playing next week. I mean, it's too Depot, early. Deep, no, Depot. what they should have did. Well, I should they, be, I, I, I feel weird did. that we found that out the day that he's yeah. saying at the you end of the month. Did, I should be the Indiana Pacers marketing. They should have did, like, something like a like a movie teaser. <laughs> like, Depot's coming. Depot's returning. <laughs> and then oh, have man. just have the date one twenty nine twenty 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 because it's so coming. early. It's so, and it's, then then every week 
he dropped a new teaser. Like you get depot next week, you get depot dunking on somebody from one of the past years. Like, nah. He's almost here. <laughs> what twenty nine, twenty twenty. But no, nah, yeah, that is weird though. To announce it almost a month. Well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily an announcement. It was reported by Shams. Uh, you know, Shams the the high guy, the young, well, the young high guy. He's so new, you know, if you hear from Shams the Walsh, to yeah, Adrian, to, 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 to he, you know, he actually was he actually was his uh his he was his young nigga basically. Time to stay. Yeah, because you know they both was at Yahoo first, and then yeah. um, when Woj went to ESPN, Shams took Woj's spot, and now Woj is on the West, I mean, not Woj, but Shams is on the West Coast with a uh, stadium and athletic. I don't read neither one of those, but uh, <laughs> I know I know who Shams is. Shout out him. He used to work for Yahoo. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Sham, you hear from Shams or Woj, which is probably true. But that's all I got. I'm going to finish this uh, Warriors game, I guess. The Warriors are playing Milwaukee. The Warriors are down five. No, they're down, uh, excuse me, they're down seven. I think the Warriors, they're going to be better in the second half. They're not going to be good, but they're going to be better. Yeah, they they were pretty trash in the first half, but all of their players are gonna be healthy, so they oh, might be a little better. You know, kind of go from trash to recycle. This, I do want to say one thing about the Warriors. I get it, Draymond. You got a big mouth, but bro, you gotta shut up while y'all lose. I'm tired of hearing <laughs> about Draymond talking to fans, talking trash in these games when they're losing. Like you're running over, bro. You talk, you talk to you while you was there, and I get it. You still gotta be you. You ain't got, you ain't got let nobody disrespect you, but. You got to take it just like you gave it I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Because yeah. something I do see, not about Draymond Green, but about Steph Curry is how he's, um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's like a show-off because he celebrates after he hits shots when his team is winning, after when they're up 20. Like, when right. else did you celebrate? Because I know you always got this thing, like with the NFL, a team is down 21 and – you know, they give it out yeah, the first, they, they celebrate. Right, like, they celebrate. Why would they celebrate when you lose? Right. Or Drake, so, remember Andre Drummond, he's just the crowd when they were down 20. Right. So my right. thing is, um, when do – like, why would Steph Curry – do you want Steph Curry, Shamian, and they're down? No, why would you? Like, like that <laughs> when, when that's like when you shimmy when you up, and when you down and Chris Paul do it in your face, you mm-hmm. just laugh and take it. And right. that's what Steph does. And I, I respect that because when you win it, you do get to talk. But when you lose it, you can't be, oh, just be quiet. You, Draymond's a sore loser. That's basically – it's not just him either. It's a lot of sore loser-ass niggas in the yeah. NBA no, that got a little explicit, but I just had to say it how it is. <laughs> like, when you losing, you losing. Shout out so to, to Gilbert Rins for also kind of alluding to that as well. Yeah, shout out to Gilbert Rins. He did say that about uh, um, when it happened with Isaiah Thomas because he, I, you know, it, because people do, fans get disrespectful. I'm going to leave with that. No, people, yeah, of people get disrespectful, period. But I hate when they get to the, to the whole, look, man, I got to talk to him. I'm a grown man. I got a family. You can't be calling me no bitch. Man, shut your bitch ass up. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like you say, you never hear it when they're winning. That's what kind of Gilbert was saying. And like he said, when he when he played in Boston, people have said racist things to him. Like, people have, have gone for it. Now, somebody about, say something racist to you. Race, somebody, called Some, him, somebody called him a nigger. Somebody say something racist to you. You got the right to stand up for yourself because racism is is just too far, I guess. But at the end of the day, (laughs) (laughs) right, and we live with racism, right? (laughs) But at the end of the day, 
and no, when you pay for the tickets, you out. It's like you you don't got the right to just say anything. No. But when players are winning, we've heard Kevin Garnett tell Melo his wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Like we've heard <laughs> niggas get disrespectful, and most of the dudes that get disrespectful, dudes like Isaiah Thomas, who whole game is built on his confidence and how cocky he is, and it's, that's why it's always reports about him rubbing people the wrong way with the, how cocky he is. Those are the most sensitive players. Like they're they're always overly the sensitive. sensitive people. They're the most sensitive people. Like I'm a I'm a talk super trash to you because their whole making is is in the talking the trash and being overconfident. They can't just be a person in the room. They gotta always be the room or or they gotta be out of it. Right. So no, you can't be getting mad. You gotta and there's a different focus to it also. You shouldn't be listening to the crowd. You know why you hear them? Cause you losing. If you winning and you locked in, you don't hear what that nigga saying. You know why? He, he probably ain't saying that because he losing. <laughs> so, it, yeah, shout out to Give It the Rings. He did say that. Right, and Give It the Rings keeps it real on everything. And I miss his old WNBA. He getting, he, I can tell he getting too much money now because he don't go hard on the WNBA no more. He backed off. <laughs> it, it was just funny. It, he's not right, but it was funny. So I understand. You ain't right, but I understand. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up for tonight. Yeah. Don't be a sore loser. And if you up and you talk trash, take it. I mean, hey, you can right. do it like, and you up. Did you up. see the Raptors a couple weeks ago? This is where I actually brought it up for Gilbert Reigns. Oh, yeah. Not, they were like, Kyle Lowry was showing his championship finger ring, finger off to the fans. Like, that was last year. Y'all losing tonight. Right. <laughs> I had to write the beat tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the old school thing. Like, losing, so let me show you. Like, like, and why you showing a fan a championship ring? You don't care about that ring. Right. <laughs> Hey, Look, I got the right to boo if you playing like trash. Draymond's supposed to be all NBA, man. So, Kyle Lowry, you supposed to be all NBA. Yeah. But other than that, John W. Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. And don't forget, leave messages. We will get back to y'all. Stop texting Fresh Phone and just leave a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or hit us, up, <laughs> hit us up on Instagram. What's the um, IG? Because I can't think of it on top of Pretty sure it's the is it the Hoopers underscore IG or IG the Hoopers? I don't even know what it is. Just look up the Hoopers in your search. It it will come up. We are on the Instagram, Ho- and on Instagram and Twitter. Look up the Hoopers, and uh, yeah, or you know, leave a comment. Stop, yeah, like you said, stop texting <laughs> it to me because everybody telling it to me. <laughs> Cause I'm just getting messages every every day, like about what we said and stuff like that. So let everybody know what y'all think. All right, put it on. God damn. <laughs> y'all just the <laughs> Wow, that, right. that, that's a crazy way to end we, the show. We, he, he, right. We're watching the Warriors in, in Milwaukee. The Giannis just shot a terrible air ball. All right, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't yeah, leave, leave, you Leave your messages. Appreciate everybody that listens. Stuff right. life. Peace out.